Hey you, welcome to or welcome back to Motivation Maven. I am Keisha and I'm thrilled that you are tuned in. What I love about Motivation Maven episodes that are embedded in the preventative mental health show is that, well, Motivation Maven episodes come out every single week, focusing on motivation and inspiration to combat procrastination. So we are not going to waste any time. We are going to dive right in. Y'all, it is a Monday morning and I am exhausted. (laughs) I'm exhausted. I spent my entire Sunday in an airport sitting on the flight line and the plane broke twice for a four hour flight. I don't know about you, but after a plane breaks two times back to back, I think it's time to get a new plane. I think it's time to get off the plane. So needless to say, needless to say, I am home today. I am not recording this episode on my work trip. So I am thrilled to be home, to be safe, and I will just go into the office. So I hope that your Monday is going well. And or if you're listening to this on any day, I hope that day is just going well for you too. So we are not going to delay. As I said, we're going to dive right into this week's quote. And what I love about a quote at the beginning of the week is that it helps to kind of just navigate through the waters that are uncharted and we have no clue what is coming up ahead. No idea but we're going to be prepared for it. And that's what I love about the overall preventive mental health show. It's about focusing on learning the tips and the tricks to prepare ourselves for when life happens, because it's going to, it's not a matter of when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen, it's coming. It's coming and we need to be prepared for it. So This week's quote is coming from Henry Ford. I want to tell you three tips, or not tips, I should say, but three uh, highlights of Henry Ford's life. Now, if you did not know Henry Ford, 1863 to 1947, good long life, was an American industrialist and the founder of the Ford Motor Company. Now, if you are not a Ford person, do not hold that against this week's quote. Personally, I grew up in a Chevy household, but listen, when people achieve greatness, their words are worthy to be listened to because he is a guy that got things done, right? It doesn't matter if you like them. There's something to learn from everyone. All right, so here are the three key facts about Henry Ford. Number one, Henry Ford revolutionized the automotive industry by introducing the assembly line. Let's go. I think that's what the kids say, right? Like, come on. It seems like a no-brainer, right? When we're looking at how any vehicle is made, they're on an assembly line. I mean, maybe some of them bougie cars aren't. I don't really know. But from what I know, most cars are on an assembly line. Why? Because it's efficient. It's effective. It gets it done quickly. People can learn specific areas. If it's your job to get the doors on the car, get the doors on the car and do the best job you can. If it's your job to put the engine in the car, get the engine in the car and do what you got to do, right? So that is how we know things today. Assembly lines, it's efficient, it's effective. Henry Ford, he revolutionized 
the motor the automotive industry and he introduced the assembly line number two the model t so ford introduced the model t in 1908 it played a crucial role in making the automotive industry or should say a vehicle in general well available available i mean people would see a someone in a car but Folks didn't see themselves being able to own a car. So the Model T was one of those first models that just really made it accessible for the general public. You didn't have to be an elite to move around in an automobile. The general public can own them. So thank you, Henry Ford, for that. Now, this I thought was really neat, and I'm sure most of you wish so. We could have this today. I mean, we'll probably bump up the dollar amount, but let's see. Listen up. So in 1914, Henry Ford implemented the $5 day. Isn't it crazy? We could barely buy a coffee for $5. <laughs> that was someone's wages in 1914. So Henry Ford implemented the $5 day policy, which was a significant increase in wages for Ford factory workers. Crazy how things have changed, isn't it? So this move was not only a financial incentive, but also aimed at reducing employee turnover and increasing productivity. And we're all about productivity here at Motivation Maven. So it set a precedent for improved labor conditions in the manufacturing industry. Listen, the life of Henry Ford is definitely an interesting one, but those three key facts I felt really fit well with this week's quote. And the quote is as follows, because I know you're waiting for it. Failure is the opportunity to begin more intelligently. Failure is the opportunity to begin more intelligently. I love that. So I was reflecting on my last week, and I think it's always really important just to kind of take some time to think about well, how did last week go? Was there a situation or an event, maybe something I said or something that someone said to me that just didn't sit well with me? Is there something that I can learn? And taking time to really journal through or just meditate on it helps us just to be better each and every week. But what I really love about this quote is that he says intelligently, intelligently. And failure is an opportunity to begin more intelligently. Listen, failure is going to happen no matter what. It's a part of life. But what we're going to learn from that failure is going to dictate success for us or defeat. It's going to dictate success or defeat. So I got to thinking. So again, as I was thinking about last week, I had an opportunity to do what I absolutely love to do. And that's to, well, stand in front of a crowd of people and talk. I get it. I get it. Most people are like, are you crazy? That freaks me out. It's my comfort zone. I don't know. We got nature versus nurture. This is clearly nature because I love it. It's just my comfort zone. And I'm standing there narrating this promotion ceremony. Again, something I've done a hundred times, it feels like. But in that moment, I started to chuckle a bit. I mean, I'm standing in front of all of these people and it's also being recorded and people are watching it live. And I kept making jokes about, you know, if I mess this up, there goes my career because like everybody that is like the who's who of my career is either sitting in the room 
we're listening in. And I'm like, oh, great. You know what I mean? Like, people know who I am now. So if I mess this up, how do I, how do I show my face, right? So I started to think about, about, I think it was like 10 years ago. It was one of the first times that, actually it was probably more than that, it was probably 14 years ago. It was one of the very first times that I narrated a ceremony. And it was horrible. I mean, I can't, I can't sugarcoat it. I mean, it was horrible, like to the point where it was cringy. So this is what happened. I'm standing at the podium. I'm reading through this script and I realized while I was reading, I had no idea how to pronounce this individual's last name properly. And everybody basically had a nickname for this individual. And you know how that goes. It's like you go somewhere and they say like someone's government name and we're all like, that's his name. I always knew him as, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, right? So I realized I didn't actually know, (laughs) I didn't really know his name. And as I'm going through, it felt like I had to say his name like 200 times. There was an award that I had to read that had his name in it. The script just had his name in it. I mean, and I can see the look on everyone's faces as I'm reading. They look nervous and uncomfortable. I mean, to the point where every time I said his name, one guy like squinted, like he was like, ooh, ah, you know what I mean? Like I was just, it was horrible, (laughs) horrible. And it was embarrassing. Fast forward, what, 14 years? Here I am learning and knowing that there is no way that I'm getting in front of a podium, especially when there's a script, without taking the time to make sure that I've verified how to pronounce every single person's name. I now know that if I get a script, oh, I tell them, no, no, I need this as an electronic version because there's certain things that I highlight in certain colors. There's always a page number, always a page number written on the script. Because I have had it in the past where folks have taken part of my script away. I always have it clipped in a binder. So again, people don't walk away with some of the script in the middle of a ceremony. I I do things more intelligently now. I do it that way. I have those nuances and those tricks and those tips because I failed in the past. Now, listen, failure is going to happen. We're, we're human. We're not perfect beings. We're going to mess up sometimes. Sometimes there's less of an audience. Sometimes the audience is much bigger. But there's going to be moments when we fail. So as I mentioned, are, are you going to learn from failure? Or are you going to allow failure to hold you back? That's only a choice that you can make. No one else can make the choice for you. You have to decide. And what's interesting is that as I was standing in front of the podium thinking that I was absolutely calm, I looked down at my smartwatch and my heart rate was 117 beats per minute. Even though someone, I think, yeah, I think think someone now would say that I'm a veteran when it comes to narrating speeches and narrating ceremonies. Someone would say that I'm a pro. But that doesn't mean that the fear subsides. That doesn't mean that I, I don't get nervous. We all do, and that is still okay. In fact, I think that's 
important that we do. I, I think there's more of a concern if we're not. But the reality is I can let the fear take over. Or I can lean into it. Because I knew, nobody else knew, but I knew that I was giving myself a lot of positive self-talk. I was like, all right, you're going to stay calm. You're going to read slow. If you feel yourself speeding up, slow it down. Nobody else knows what the script looks like. They didn't write it. You know what I mean? Like all of those things, knowing that I took the time to make all those marks and annotations that I needed to so I can pronounce everything that I needed properly. That's just working intelligently. But that doesn't mean the fear is going to subside. So what is the goal for this week? What is the big takeaway? We know failure is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. But that's okay. Because we're going to look at failure as opportunity. This week may be smooth sailing, but next week may not. And with every single quote and every single task, it takes time. It takes time. It's, It's a mind shift. When you are looking at a situation and you don't do well, and if for years you've always just beat yourself up, you can't just flip a switch and say that, you know what, if I don't do well, I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm going to learn from the opportunity. It's not that easy of a transition. I really wish it was, but it's something that we have to work on. So the task for you this week is if there is an area that you feel that just wasn't up to par, do your very best to see and seek out the opportunities, the opportunities to learn in that situation. And what I also like, it says that we can begin again. Okay. If I narrated that ceremony last week and just did a bad job, I would not be able to redo the narration of that same exact event. However, I could dust myself off and then seek out another opportunity to narrate again. As I mentioned before, we can let failure hold us back and say, well, never doing that again. Or I could say that wasn't my best, but I'm going to try it again. There's a difference there. One is forward momentum and one is stagnation. Are you going to have forward movement to your goals and aspirations or are you going to hold yourself back and you may be thinking well that's just one area of my life if I just don't do it again then what's the big deal it's because it becomes a habit it becomes a habit once you allow yourself once you allow your mind to take over and say that you are not going to do things or you're not going to try again When something doesn't go your way, it starts to trickle in every area of your life. Because what may seem like something small today will turn into something big tomorrow. Right? You go up for a job interview. You're a little nervous because, well, this is a higher level. 
it may require some supervision experience where you have dabbled in it, but this is probably the largest team you've ever had. Or you may be in some type of finance background and you have to manage this project and this budget that is thousands or millions of dollars above anything you've done before. We start to have all of this self-doubt and we wonder if we're being an imposter and if we can even do the job. But then we recognize that if we go into that interview and we feel like we blew it, that may trigger us to say, I'm never doing that again. I am never again going to put my in a situation where I can be a candidate for something greater than I am doing right now that can open up doors for me in my career, that can open up financial opportunities for me. I am going to hold myself back and keep myself in a bubble that feels comfortable. That's what we end up doing. Because when we let the small things act like they're nothing and we walk away from development and growth we then in turn make this a habit that will start to affect the bigger opportunities and situations of our life so we have to begin again but we just don't begin again blindly if I just ruined that narration. That doesn't mean that I just walk into the next opportunity blind. No, that means I need to take some time to do some self-reflection, identify the areas that I could have done a little better. And then I needed to learn. I needed to invest time in myself and who don't get me on a tangent. <laughs> I know we're getting close to our time and we're ending here. You deserve to put time into you. Let me say that again. You deserve to put time into you. You deserve it. You deserve it because you put time into everything and everyone else. What makes you think you're not worthy of your own time? So it wasn't the best, but you can be better. But just like when you're working out, just like when you're working on your mental health, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes some education, intelligent decisions and effort. That's what gets you to another level in practice. So that is our challenge for this week. That is our challenge for this week. Failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Don't allow failure to hold you back. Take every single opportunity, regardless of how you did before. Do your best to make it better the next time. Spend the time. Put the effort in you. Be intelligent about the effort in your training that you do. Because failure is the opportunity. Remember, it's not a guarantee. It's an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. And only you can make the decision. Only you can decide what you're going to learn from the opportunity. Are you going to push yourself forward? Or are you going to hold yourself back this week Aim to not hold yourself back. This week, put some time and effort in you. 
because whatever happened last week is now behind us. Learn from it, press forward, and do better. And be intelligent about it because you're worthy of the life that you want to live. Till next time, I'll see you next week.